grace. That sounds like a good place to start and end. What is grace? Good question. Well, there's many ways to talk about it, to define it. But one of the things I'd like to share about here is specifically how grace relates to this path of sound and light that we share about here in Inner Light Ministries. This pathway that we call one of sound and light is really a pathway of loving and grace. The sound and the light that we speak of is really more that essence or frequency of that loving and grace in action. And as I shared in the meditation, it's always a movement. It is the true living essence of the divine. It's God in expression. What else do we call that? The Holy Spirit. They're all the same, really. They're just different actions, different ways of maybe talking about it. But it all boils down to what do we do with it? How do we work with it? How do we participate and allow it in our lives? Or how do we bring ourselves into it? Because sometimes it's one of us taking action. And other times, it's taking a step back and receiving. So it is both a giving and a receiving. Just as in here we share, the meditation is about simply loving God and allowing God to love you. That's truly the simplicity. And in that movement of loving, that action of grace is present. And grace and that movement of loving is that action by which the soul is liberated. That is a pathway that we call the sound and the light. There's all these different terminologies, such as in the East, they talk about karma, reincarnation, what goes around comes around, cause and effect. These are all actions of creation, of life and death. That's part of this world. That's part of the world of reflection and illusion. But the truth of the divine is not one of beginnings and ends. It is one of simply beingness. And that movement of that beingness throughout all creation and beyond creation itself. Because the true beingness and loving that God is, is just that. It is out of that loving beingness that creation came into expression. I don't want to say creation came into beingness. Creation is an expression of movement of that divine beingness the true loving of the light and the sound of God. And so sometimes maybe it helps to maybe define it a little more, to get a little technical once in a while, to help give maybe a little clarity so that it might give understanding. Because in that, we can use that to support ourselves in opening and participating. And the simplest action always is meditation. And the meditation is where the action is fulfilled and where we allow ourselves to really now move into that movement of grace. Here, you should, like we have up here on the board and easel here, we have a diagram we use. It's kind of funny now, but uh, oh, I like that. It's an umbrella. We talk about the different levels from the physical level the imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious, the soul, and spirit. And right here through the middle of it all, that's that pathway that we call the straight and narrow, the path to sound and light, the 
path of upliftment, the path of grace, the path of loving. That's the Holy Spirit. And truth, the Holy Spirit is through everything. It's like an outer space, all that empty space. Well, there's a presence in that. We just can't see it, but it's there. The Holy Spirit is in everything. It is through the Holy Spirit that everything exists. But there's this process of that movement or expression of loving, often referred to as the circle of life. Down here, the reincarnation thing, you know, the wheel of 84, round and around. It's a reflection of the true circle of life and spirit. Is spirit creates and the creation comes back. Breathing out and breathing in. That's the breath of God. And it's that movement of spirit and that cycle in which our lives are fulfilled. The movement of spirit is fulfilled. The experience of the soul is fulfilled. And so this pathway, the straight and narrow, right up through the center. Why do we even use the word getting centered? Right up through the center of all of creation is this particular specific current. We'll refer to it as the sound current, the audible life stream or the voice of God itself. It is that direct action of grace, of God's loving, that is there for the soul when it is ready to return back for the fulfillment. We've been on the journey out of God and into creation, but there is a point in time for every soul when it will be ready for its journey back, to return back to the source from which it's come back into the beingness beyond the creation itself. And so this is the journey of return. And the action of grace that we speak of here is that action of that return. It is an action of grace that as a soul opens and receives and allows that grace to move in and through it, it liberates the soul from the attachments, the karmas, of the lower creations. It is as simple as that. The soul's just been held down. Call it karmic debt, call it karmic weight. It weighs us down. I like to say karma's like gravity. It just pulls us down. So the grace is that mechanism of release, of forgiveness, that frees us of that gravitational pull that this magnetic polarity provides in this creation of time and space. And it is through that grace that liberates the soul. The mind cannot liberate the soul. The emotions cannot liberate the soul. Our imagination, and no matter how much we desire or wish or fantasize, cannot liberate the soul. And definitely the body cannot liberate the soul, even when it dies. Well, maybe it liberates the soul from the body, but that's about it. So the true liberation we speak of is truly liberation from all these creations, from the unconscious mind down to the physical, where the magnetic polarity resides. So the Holy Spirit walks with everybody in and through every manifestation. But this pathway of sun and light is simply there for the soul when it is ready to begin the journey home. It's not special. It's not unique. It's always been present 
always will be, as long as this creation is here. Once we have had enough, once we've experienced all that we're here to experience, there'll be a time we'll start searching and seeking, looking for the way out, because the part of us knows and feels we're trapped, and it causes pain. That pain, though, is just a reflection of the soul's longing now to return home to God. Yeah, that's the part that sucks down here in the physical, emotional process. But if you understand that pain is actually a significant signpost, it is often an indicator that something inside of us is beginning to seek to find a way out of the pain. And of course, the more it hurts, the more we try to get out of the pain. Often we'll turn to emotional healing, physical healing, mental healing. And that may help for a little while. And then we often will find, but there's still pain there. Well, that's because we haven't really liberated ourselves from this creation yet. So if you can understand what I'm saying here, that pain is actually a support. It motivates us to take action. And so it's finding the action you want to take that can help resolve the pain. And in here, we share about the meditation. The meditation is that action by which we can start to resolve the pain, to answer what that longing truly is inside of us. The pain is simply the experience of separation from God. That's it. All the manifestations of how that pain can be experienced can look so many different ways. But all any of it is, is that sensation of separation from God. You've heard the phrase, let pain become your friend, instead of making it your enemy. Embrace the pain, love the pain. Because that's what it takes to start healing. But the real healing is the freedom from it. And if you understand ultimately where that leads us, well, that's what we talk about here. It leads us to that inner pathway. I like to make jokes sometimes that the only real cure for everything, I used to say, is death. But, you know, you don't always get fully all the way to soul realm just because you die. So it's death on every level where death resides until you wake up fully to all you're doing is living, where there is no death. That's that soul transcendent experience that we're doing here. So one of the things to also be aware of and realize, well, why isn't everybody doing this? Doesn't everybody want to get out of pain? Well, maybe not everybody's in pain. A lot of people find pain pleasurable. So it's a pleasure right now. That's just saying there's more experience to have in this physical creation. It's not until we're really ready to return do we begin to seek or have a stirring where we begin to look to the spiritual. And then when we begin to look, as it's time, we will be drawn to that which is going to serve us spiritually. There's a lot that goes on that we have no idea of. But if we pay attention 
and observe that inner movement inside of our consciousness rather than the outer actions going on, but we begin to look inside, to pay attention. That movement inside of us, that knowing, a part of us that knows is conscious. But we direct that conscious awareness to the inner kingdom. And so as we do that, and that's often where people will start with meditation, is directing that focus to the inner kingdom to become psychic, to become more intuitive and sensitive, to do past life readings and future readings. Tell me my life purpose. Your life purpose is simply to be. To be what? To be everything. To be loving. It's just a journey. Every life has a purpose, but ultimately the purpose is simply from this perspective to awaken back to God. And that's the journey. So that journey home that we share about here through that action of grace and this action we call initiation, that action where we share what we call the sacred name of God is the action of grace directly they said the Holy Spirit permeates everything. But when we're ready, and not until we're ready, are we going to get on that upwards current, that sound current of loving, that upwards flow? There's a down and out flow of spirit, a spirit moving into manifestation, and then there's an in and up flow, a spirit now returning back into the formless, or you could even say unmanifesting, dissolving, freeing, clearing, all those words we hear and use. Initiation in that sacred name is simply that action of directly now connecting with that upwards movement of grace and allowing it into your consciousness. Grace is all around us, but do we allow it in to our consciousness? It's not until we allow it in does it begin to liberate the soul from all the karmic attachments that we have in all these worlds, the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body? And here's the important key that a lot of people don't understand and that we are always attempting to share here in Interlight Ministries. And anywhere else this pathway is taught. It is about the indwelling spirit, not the outdwelling, the indwelling so we have to open and receive and bring the grace in. When we receive initiation with that sacred name of God, it is now bringing the grace into our consciousness, the indwelling spirit. And it is an anchoring. It is a connection. It's a new attachment. It's attaching ourselves to the upwards flow of spirit rather than a downwards flow of spirit. I've even seen it you know, you see a waterfall, and we think of how cleansing and beautiful that can be. Well, I've seen it as a water up rather than a waterfall. Well, that's what this pathway is. It's an upwards movement of spirit. It's uplifting. It brings peace and joy, gratitude, loving. It's always uplifting and freeing. makes you feel good because that's its nature. That's the nature of grace. But we have to take responsibility to take action and participate with that upwards flow. 
And so, when we use a hue or on a hue with the sacred name of God, we give an initiation. That's us beginning to take responsibility and action to work with grace directly and bring it into our consciousness so now the grace can begin to free us. Pretty simple, right? And it can sound pretty big. It is. There's nothing bigger in any universe. It is making that divine connection for a much higher purpose than just becoming more psychically aware. This goes way beyond any intuitions or psychic manifestations. That's why it's often called soul transcendence. Where the soul transcends all these realms of outer creation and manifestation back into the unmanifest form or the formless of spirit. Back to the original state, that original beingness. Or as I was joking earlier, original sin, well, back to the place of original innocence. So we like to keep things simple in here, but also be very direct and clear with what we do share here so that you understand what's going on. This pathway is often referred to as a mystical pathway, a mystery school. I like to try to demystify all of it, to try to be very direct and open and honest and clear, because I find the greater clarity I have, the easier it is for me to participate and experience and participate into that greater awakening. And so that's what we do here. We share, we give information, we do question and answer to provide clarity and understanding. But that's up to each of us, to how we choose to participate, to what extent, how often, how much. Well, we'll each do it according to our own life journey. How much do we hurt? And then, how much joy do we have? Because that's the other side of it. The more I participate with that upwards movement of spirit, I find greater joy and peace. In this world, it always looks like a positive and negative. But in truth, there's just one movement of loving. And even that word loving is always the key. Probably one of the best words to choose out of all the different words that we can use to talk about that movement of spirit and grace seems to be the most accepted, present not only in religion, but everyday life. And that's what we want this to be, an action of everyday life, something that's not just special and unique and different, but yet something that's ordinary, part of our everyday life. So make it ordinary. Make it just part of who you are. Because in truth, that's who we are. But this is also a journey of awakening. Awakening to that. But how do you approach this? How are you approaching not only this pathway, as we call it often, but really the pathway is your own life. Your life is your pathway. 
So in that, how can you engage with that action of the Holy Spirit in your life? It's really all the same path for all of us. But yet that path is unique to each of us and how that looks and sounds and how it unfolds. So how do you participate? How does that look? How does that sound to you? What do you want to know? What do you want to experience? Do you often find yourself distrusting what other people say, believing it to be so? Are you one who checks things out, that goes and has your experience so that you really know for yourself? Not against anybody else, not that you don't trust other people, but rather that you know for yourself. Because isn't it ultimately yourself that you want to trust? Probably not, because we'd rather blame somebody else when we have a problem, right? Most people don't want to blame themselves. And there, there lies the challenge. We're always avoiding the blame, the shame. And that is the challenge, because when we do that, we're always closing doors and avoiding life rather than participating and discovering what is there for us in the experience, even the painful experience. You saw me before we started making jokes about, yep, I'm guilty. I'm always a guilty one. It's my fault no matter what. I do that for a reason. Hopefully you're getting in my jokes of real truth. Because when you stop fighting and accept what's going on is when you get free. Is when you resist and avoid it that all you do is prolong the journey, make that pain last a little bit longer, twist the knife a little bit deeper. But hey, that's how we learn. Because the more painful it gets, the more it gets our attention. And that's a big key. Pay attention. When you're willing to look at the pain as well as the pleasure is where you're going to begin to find your freedom. So a lot of this is stop avoiding the pain Stop avoiding anything. Being willing to face it and accept it. Facing it is the first step. But at some point, we've got to move into acceptance and allow it to be whatever it is, good or bad. Just allow it to be right in front of us. Don't even think you have to do anything with it. A lot of the times, we'll judge the things that are right in front of us. We'll try to change them because it's not good, it's a problem, it hurts, it's wrong. Get rid of it. What can I do to get rid of it? So what I'm suggesting is stop trying to get rid of it. Just allow it to be and be with it in loving and acceptance. The day we stop trying to get rid of it is the day it leaves. It's also called forgiveness. Most of the time we practice forgiveness trying to get rid of it. Trying to get rid of it. Oh, I forgive that. I forgive them. Oh, I forgive myself. I'm such a schmuck. Was that forgiveness? No, you just called yourself a schmuck. That's right. I'm guilty. Did it again. I'm a shameful sinner. That's right. I am. I'm a shameful sinner. I'm guilty. 
Oh, my God, as soon as I accept I'm a shameful sinner and I'm guilty, I'm free. No way. Are you kidding me? Yep, I'm kidding you, but it's also true. Try it. Find out. If you're lucky, it'll work the very first time. If you're a little bit lucky, it'll take you a few times. If you're unlucky, it'll take you a million times. But every time you try it, there's going to be a movement and awareness. You're going to learn something. If you pay attention, you're going to learn something. And every little bit you learn is actually the journey of your soul. Having all the experience that's here to have. Did you know that's why you're here? Simply to have experience? I've had enough experience. That's right. That's why I'm talking about now how to finish having experience. To go back into the non-experiential. Because that's what the true beingness of loving is. It is non-experiential because it is beyond creation. So there's simple little tools, techniques, words we use to help us to let go, to accept and free ourselves. Because eventually we're always going to find out trying to push or make something happen doesn't work. But yet participating and taking action does work. Unfortunately, we often associate that with pushing and making happen. So how do you do without doing? Ooh, I'm going to sound like Lao Tzu in a moment. (laughs) Now there's the real mystery. And that's also where the magic happens. If you want to know how to do without doing, as Lao Tzu speaks of, this pathway, this pathway of sound and light is moving back into the neutrality, moving back into the unconditioned loving, not the conditioned love, the unconditioned loving that is free and clear. And what did I say earlier? It is always in movement. It's just the movement of loving that ushers along all of creation. And all we have to do is return back into that original essence of that movement itself. And then the doing is done. It's fulfilled. Then it's truly just a movement of loving, not an action of doing or making happen or creating, forcing or willing. This is truly how we do God's will, is to return back into that state of that movement of loving. That's all we need to do, is return into that. And all the rest, it really does take care of itself. It all unfolds. We just lose sight of it. Because in the day-to-day, minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, we get caught up in all the details and the minutiae. 
and we lose sight that it's all truly just a movement of loving. We don't think it is, so we think we have to do something to push it, to make it happen, to pull back, to resist. But if all we did is surrender, surrender fully to that movement of loving, well, then that loving just moves us. That which needs to happen happens. That which doesn't need to happen doesn't happen. Would you like to live in grace constantly? Take up meditation on that sacred name. Chant throughout the day, silently or out loud, the sacred name we'd ask to keep silent because it's truly an inner movement of spirit. But that is always inside of you all the time, whether your body's awake or asleep. You can participate in it anytime you wish. It's simply remembering the action, choosing into it, focusing in that inwards and upwards movement of spirit, sharing your loving with God, and receiving God's loving for you. And it all takes place just by simply the repetition of that sacred name. And the rest, just observe and enjoy the ride, even when it sucks. Then you'll learn even that part is an important part of the ride. And in this world, believe me, that's often a greater motivator than when things are really nice and pleasant. It helps us get our butts in gear to do the meditation so that we can anchor that grace in our consciousness, allowing it to live in us and through us, liberating our souls so that we can return back into literally the very heart of God.